Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, everybody out there. Welcome back to Positively Wrestling. I, of course, am Tim Kennard and the heel to my baby face, the brain to my gorilla, the little Jimmy <laughs> to my R-Truth. <laughs> Steven Davidson, how's it going? Ew. <laughs> I don't know what you mean by that. Now, sometimes you're the person I talk to when no one's around. Actually. I'm okay. Um, <laughs> it's been a rough couple of days. I went, I went days without power, as you know, oh, that's I had right. no electricity. Um, I watched a NXT takeover from a hotel okay. uh, on my, on my laptop, checked out, came home, still didn't have power, made another reservation for the same <laughs> hotel, went back, uh, Sunday night, my TV in my room didn't work and it wasn't a big deal Sunday night. Cause I knew I'd be watching stuff on WWE network and all that. But I knew I needed one on Monday. And I told them, I said, I need a working television. And they were like, why? I said, because I have to watch Raw. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I checked out the next morning, it was the same girl that had checked me in. She looked at me and she said, you're my wrestling guy, right? <laughs> I said, yes, I am. There you go. That's awesome. That's a nice little story. I like that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, and uh, I'm, I'm assuming and hoping that your internet connection was good at the hotel because there was a chance you were going to have to do the show from there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it, it was good enough to stream. So, <laughs> yeah. So but, hopefully uh, it would have been good enough to record. <laughs> I'm, I'm home now until we get another ice storm on Thursday. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, well, let's just jump right in here. Uh, you had a heck of a three count challenge last week, and that was favorite opening match to a pay-per-view yeah um a hell of a hell of a a category to put out there and for us to to talk about and we even had a friend of the show listener nate uh chime in with some of his which are really good Um, shane shane on uh, twitter did as well oh i didn't see shane's but yeah yeah that's awesome both were good both had really good really good choices um yeah, so, uh, and again, that's what we love, man. Fan of the show, please interact. Send us a message. Tell us your thoughts uh, on what uh, you think about the three counts. What are yours? We'd love to hear it. Um, but I guess I'll jump in. You challenge me, so I'll go first. Number three for me, your girl, Sasha Banks, versus Becky Lynch, Hell in a Cell. Yeah. 2019. Um yeah i mean what a match becky was there this is like i guess you'd say kind of the pinnacle of when she was at the height of her run becky uh you know started earlier that year becky two belts and she was just laying waste everybody and then her and sasha i mean to put on a classic would you expect anything less really from these two at this point i mean um they had a great ma- I still remember one of my favorite matches was the two of them in NXT. At TakeOver. At TakeOver, which yeah. was Sasha amazing. defending the, the championship against Becky. Yeah. And that's where I really took notice of mm-hmm. Becky Lynch and became a fan was really in that match. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, and then to see it years forward, uh, and just two at the and you know, seasoned vets, you could say at this point, been in the business for so long and always have classic, classic matches. And this was just an amazing chapter in their story. Hopefully, we get more. Um, you know, hopefully, uh, Becky returns to the ring soon. Um, not too soon. Enjoy being a mom, but yeah, I really, really love this match. And that's why it's my number three. Uh, I rewatched this match not long ago. And actually my mom was there too, while I happened to be rewatching it. And even she, when it was over said, that was really good. (laughs) I've never once in my life heard my mom say a match was good. And then after that Sasha Becky match, that's exactly what she said. So yeah, if, if my mom is like, damn you know it was good well that determines it match of the century (laughs) there it is there there. it is (laughs) what about you my friend for my number three i'm going back to 1995 the very first in your house an overlooked classic as bret hart took on hakushi Ooh, ooh, yeah this was pure gold Man. brett wrestled twice that night he wrestled hakushi and then he wrestled jerry lawler later this was a two-hour show with only five matches and brett hart was in two of them it's 40 percent. i do math and so uh <laughs> but the the match with hakushi was a classic brett just doing what brett does uh keeping it keep it, keeping you guessing he didn't win with a sharpshooter he won with uh with a german suplex um and you know that, that's what he did he never won the same well he sometimes won the same way but you never knew if he was going to win with a sharpshooter or if he'd win with something that he rarely did which he did in that case and uh, it was just back and forth and they were nailing everything and it was exciting definitely hakushi uh his best match in the company for sure he had another good one with brett on raw not too long after that but this one was better um and uh, just tremendous. And uh, I haven't watched it in a while. I need to go back and rewatch it. But, but I, I always remember it. And I've, it's, it's been a favorite of mine for a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah, great match. I Man, that takes me back. First in your house, man. But you're right. Brett was helping shoulder the load at the time. I mean, he was the man. Yep. Wrestling twice on the card. Um, and yeah, Hakushi always liked to I liked Hakushi. Yeah. Um, I love like the body artwork that they did with him was I mm-hmm. thought was just the coolest thing. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a great choice for number three. I really like that one. Um, number two for me. Um, I mean, this one was pretty easy uh, for me, which was it's Daniel Bryan versus triple H WrestleMania 30. Yeah. Uh, the whole yes movement uh, was just a, a phenomenal point in wrestling, just lightning in a bottle and kind of like, you know, the growth and the organic growth of Austin 316 and how that, you know, that was going to be popular no matter what they did, it was going to break through. And that's what the yes movement did. They, it almost seemed as they say that they were trying to squash it and became part of the storyline, but you just couldn't stop the yes movement which led to brian finally getting that opportunity if he beats triple h he gets to go on and make uh into the triple threat later that night for the championship and this was just amazing it was an amazing match and daniel bryan much like bret hart much like a sasha banks can't really have a bad match 
they're that good in the ring and it doesn't matter who you put and not that triple h is a slouch oh no uh, triple h one of the greatest of all time especially for that his style of wrestling yeah he's um, a thinker you know very cerebral the cerebral assassin mm-hmm. um but yeah this match the, the drama behind it everything the story just made this you were hooked you were drawn in it's like, is he going to win? Is he not? You even had doubts. You're like, I, I don't know. Triple H usually wins at Mania. He likes to squash people and and bury talent <laughs> at WrestleMania. Um, so you just you had no idea how this was going to go. But luckily, Brian picks up the victory, goes on to win um, the main event. And uh, yeah, just wow. What a match. I love this one. It's great. Yeah. WrestleMania 30 is one of my favorite WrestleManias. Um, yes. Easily top five, probably top three. Uh, and that, that's a big part why, part of why. Uh, Daniel Bryan had those had that great story and, and two great matches. Triple Threat was good, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but not as good as the Triple H match. I agree with you. Um, uh, not that you said that because we're talking about opening matches here. So it really doesn't matter if you think it was better than the triple threat or not. I do. I mean, yeah. I would say I prefer it to the triple threat, but the triple threat is not bad in any no, way. No, no. <laughs> um, yeah. And just that whole story and just for once getting what we wanted. Yes. Just the feeling of, of, cause it's so rare uh, to get what you want um, when you're kind of an internet fan. Uh, so that, that was nice. And yeah, definitely good choice. Good choice. All right. For me, number two, I'm going to 2002's SummerSlam as Ray Mysterio in his first pay-per-view match with the company took on Kurt Angle. Ooh, this was nonstop action. Their styles complemented each other perfectly. Um, you didn't really know who was going to win with it being Ray's first match on pay-per-view and with the other guy being Kurt Angle. So uh, Kurt does get the win. Mm-hmm. Ray looks like gold the whole time. Um, th- there is no shame in losing to Kurt Angle. Uh, no. A lot of people complain about Ray losing his first pay-per-view match. I'm like, get over it. It was to Kurt Angle. If it was yeah. to Charlie Haas, I'd agree with you. But this <laughs> is Kurt Angle. Um, and it wasn't easy. Um Ray's high flying style mixing with Kurt's more ground based, hard hitting uh, slam style just worked so well. And um, it was exciting. It was dramatic. And it was two people who were really, really over and in their own ways, individual ways, loved by the audience going out there and putting on a show. And SummerSlam 2002 might be the best SummerSlam of all time. Uh, if you haven't watched it in a while, go back and watch that whole show. It's tremendous from start to finish. And the start's what I care about here. And that's Ray and Kurt. And it is awesome. Yes. Um, no disagreement here. Um, I, I I remember Ray's debut. I don't, I don't have a real clear picture of this match in my head. But I do want to talk about Ray for a second and just highlight what a story he has for him to be his size. And especially when you go back and you look at when they brought him into ECW and then he went to WCW and just how small he looks compared to the other guys, you would never in your life, not in a million years, look at him and be like, he's going to be WWE champion one day. Mm -hmm. You would never say that. And 
he, you know, that the following that the luchadors got uh, when WCW started to really put those matches on and highlight them on national television. I mean, cause we've talked about, you know, the light heavyweight title really didn't do a lot for WWE, not the way the cruiserweights did for WCW. Um, but then Ray finally comes over to WWE and he's got, you know, the fan base is already built. Like you say, he comes in his debut match and he is over, over like Rover. And then Kurt Angle, I mean, it's Kurt Angle, <laughs> the uh, an Olympic freaking gold medalist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they put on a showstopper. I mean, yeah. what an opening match. I mean, that sets the tone. Now you got me kind of interested. I want to go back and watch the whole pay-per-view yeah. now yeah. and remind myself. Because um, as good as that match is, if the rest of the pay-per-view is on that level. Oh, that I was got- Sean's, Sean's return against Triple oh, H. that's right. That was, that was oh. a rock and Brock Lesnar. Ooh. Uh, yeah. SummerSlam 2002 is where it's at, man. Yeah, I got to go back and watch that, definitely. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, great choice, great choice. Uh, my number one, and I got a feeling we can probably both agree on this one because I don't see how any other match compares. Should, should we say it together? Okay. Okay, we'll, we'll go alphabetically. Start with the, the alphabetical one first. Yes. Okay, yes. all right, we're going to say um, three, two, one, and then go, all right? Are we Ready? starting with the pay-per-view or the names? Uh, The names. Okay. Okay, all right. Three. three. Two, two, one. Bret, Bret Hart, Hart versus Owen Hart. Hart. WrestleMania, WrestleMania 10. 10. Yes. Oh, man. I mean, this you cannot say enough about it. And it's funny because, like, Nate put it as his number one. Uh, yeah. I don't know what Shane put as uh, his. I believe Shane did, too. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double check it really quick. But, yeah, I think so. It's pretty much universally accepted. Yeah, this is the greatest opening match of any pay-per-view in history. Uh, I mean, it's Brett and it's Owen. Owen was a phenomenal talent. Yes. Phenomenal talent. Um, I think that I, I really wish and, he, and he, he did not do bad in his career, but I think he deserved to be at that next level. Yeah on the very top. I think Owen should have been on the very top at some point in his career. We may have gotten there. Who knows? Of course, you know, the tragic death. Um, But these two grew up together. They know each other so well, they, you know, came up in the dungeon tag team partners at a time. They're the heart family. It's come on. Yeah. So you knew that they knew each other inside and out. So there's, you watch this match and there's not really any wasted motion. I know I've I've mentioned that before. It's so fluid between the two um, that you think it, it, you know, it's compared to like just a very, very um, complicated, but well thought out and perfectly performed like dance. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's just amazing. I mean, you just can't say enough about this match. And I know, I mean, Brett's, your all-time fave yeah so take it yeah. away <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's a perfect match they're they're it's flawless it's a yeah. flawless match and then you had the shock ending of it too mm-hmm. with owen getting the pinfall the win on the night that bret hart won the wwf championship back so there's the story too no one no one expected owen hart to win that match no one we were all watching it in my living room and there was shock 
in the room. Um, but, you, you know, you can't argue with it. It worked. Owen had not had a huge win. He was not considered to be a main event talent before that match because he never really won. He, yeah. was, he was what we called a jobber to the stars. He would beat enhancement talents, but once he was in there against someone with name value, he lost every yeah. time. And then he walks in and he pins Bret Hart clean at WrestleMania in a, in a match with no mistakes. Um, yeah, you're right. This is pretty much universally accepted as the greatest opener ever. And with good reason. And I considered both your other two matches. Those were running through my head. I considered a lot of the WCW matches. In fact, I was watching some before we started recording just to make sure there's some great ones from the cruiserweights. Dean Malenko, oh, yeah. Eddie Guerrero, Super Bowl 97, uh, Dean Malenko and Ultimo Dragon. Uh, not, I said Super Bowl. I meant um, uh, Starcade. Yeah. 97. Dean Malenko and Ultimo Dragon at Starcade 96. There was Ray and Psychosis. Uh, yeah, lots, that was... lots, yeah, lots of good ones. I ultimately settled on the ones, of course, that I mentioned here. But yeah, lot, lots of good ones. And I just, you know, I don't want to discount those either and, and brush those off. Um, yeah. If, if you don't close, you want to open. And uh, that, that's what they say. If you're not yeah. closing the show, you want to open the show and you want to do it with a bang. And uh, a lot of people have over the years. Yeah, I mean, with and now Brett's title win closed the show too, right? Yes. So he so, opened and closed. So I mean, come on, you open the show with a banger of a match. You get to put over your brother, mm-hmm. who deserves it and needs it, and you're like, "Hey, I'm winning the title, so I'm putting you over." Yeah, I'm gonna uh, make you tonight. Yeah, we're gonna. This is gonna happen. Um, and then later on, of course, you know they would feud, and it was per, you know, even more. Yeah. To it, because. Yeah. Owen had that victory. Right. Well, WrestleMania closes with Brett being paraded around the ring on the shoulders of all the other faces in the company and Owen standing in the aisle, staring at him like, I beat you earlier. Yet you have the title. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Such such great storytelling. I will throw out just an honorable mention because you mentioned some of the other ones there. Uh, Another one that I wrestled with for the list and almost put in there was um, Guerrero Benoit. I believe it's No Way Out. Mm. Uh, I can't remember the year, but um, mm-hmm. that was a great opener too. But yeah, yeah. no, universally accepted. Owen and Brett, WrestleMania yeah. 10. It's the best opening match. It's perfect. One of the greatest matches of all time. Yeah. yeah. Hands down. Yeah. But yes, yeah, right, so now, that's now, our... now you were teasing me before yes. with this massive three count you have. I don't oh. know what this is. Well, it's just because this is going to require a lot of research. Okay. okay. Um. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you a free pass. You can veto this one, and we can save it for something else or give us ourselves more time, and I can think of something else on the fly for, you know, next week. It's like favorite wrestler middle names or something? Uh, no. Uh, your top three favorite matches that featured enhancement talent. Oh, Wow, I like it. No, let's do it next week. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Man, this is going to be one you're going to have to go back and 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 take a look at some matches. You got to watch them for this. I'm already Um, thinking. Yeah, okay. Because I mean, you're 
we're pretty much almost eliminating anything in the past 10, 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> right. Braun had some. Yeah, but yeah, it, it's pretty rare. Yeah. I, I, I have often spoken about how we need more enhancement talent matches. And mm-hmm. that, that's not without reason. That's not just me looking back at the past with Rose Cutter classes. Like they accomplished things that don't get accomplished these days through non-enhancement matches. But uh, yeah, you're right. We don't have a lot of recent ones to choose from. So I think that'll be a fun one. Yeah. So top yeah. three favorite yeah. matches featuring enhancement talent. Now, ground rules to this. Mm-hmm. Um, the enhancement talent cannot have gone on to a bigger career. Okay. So I'm looking at purely enhancement talent. Never went on like five years later to become, you know, a superstar. Should we say never had like a pay-per-view match? Okay, yeah, there we go. Okay. Never had a pay-per-view. So match. we can't use Barry Horowitz, because for so long, he was enhancement, but yes. then they kind of elevated him a bit. Yeah, he was that, that he was in between enhancement and mid-card. <laughs> Just like, yeah, mm. like he got he got that win over Skip, and then yeah. kind of became, and had the pay-per-view match, and he was teaming with Hakushi, who for some reason got way downgraded. <laughs> um, yeah, just like him earlier. Yeah. And I think that, that, that disqualifies Brooklyn Brawler. Yeah. Um, yep. So, yep. okay. So yeah, so this this I think this will be a fun one. I think yeah. this will be fun. Okay, okay. All right, so we got our three count for next week, but let's jump into the show. A lot of stuff has gone down this week. Uh, we're going to start with AEW All Elite and big stuff happening here. It's They've been teasing it. I've been thinking it's coming, and it finally happened, although not what I predicted to happen. Um. I, Rhea Ripley to show up, right? Yes, I predicted Rhea Ripley to show up and mm-hmm. to take over the inner circle mm-hmm. and rule AEW. But um, what I thought was going to happen is I thought Guevara and MJF would feign this feud and end up kicking out Chris Jericho. That's where I thought they were going. And they could still somehow get to that in some way. Um I think ultimately that MJF is going to take over the inner circle if they're going to continue that faction. This could actually lead to it just imploding altogether. But Guevara quit. Yep. He quit. He left. Um, and yeah, so, I mean, that that's big stuff for them. But as I've been reading some comments from a lot of other people, and the question is, with Jericho not having the title anymore, do we care about the inner circle? Are they really pushing those ratings do people care do are people tuning in for the inner circle anymore now that the title is not involved i don't know do you think jericho needs a title to be a draw i don't no i don't uh jericho probably goes in my top 10 favorite of all time Mm -hmm. um and deservedly so i mean the man is phenomenal on the mic he's charismatic he's entertaining even um in his later years now still puts on good matches um from Winnipeg, not not on not Ontario. I mean yeah. not uh Toronto. Yep. Yeah. Um but yeah, so I I care and I'm still I want to see where this goes because I think I, I would I what I predict is again somehow MJF takes over the inner circle, maybe Jericho teams up with Guevara to take him down mm-hmm. if they kick Jericho out and um because I'm assuming this is going to a face turn, although we do have to kind of mention, uh, you saw the news about Sammy. Yeah, about and Impact. They were going to have some angle with him at Impact, 
and he didn't really like it. He didn't like mm-hmm. the direction of it, so he kind of said no. And so apparently there was some, there were, they say there was some heat on him backstage. Who knows for sure? I've heard other people. I'm say hearing that, that there's wasn't. not. Yeah, I'm hearing there's not. Um, so kind of uh, interesting, but I think yeah. Sammy's getting a face push here. Obviously, I think he's getting a face turn, turning on the inner circle. Looks like it. Looks like um, it. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to say where this is going. There are so many ways they could take it. Um, but it's one of those things where you kind of wait for them to pull the trigger and you f- wait and wait and feel like it, it's not going to happen. And then suddenly something happens and yeah. oh, <laughs> we're actually moving forward with this. It's like, okay. Yeah. Uh, yep. Uh, but then next, I know uh, you've been talking about her. Layla Hirsch took on uh, Thunder Rosa. In not- the uh, women's eliminator tournament. Yeah. Unfortunately, in a losing effort. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. But um, I, I'm glad she got some yeah, an opportunity to to be put in this and to shine a little bit. Um, maybe maybe her time will come down yeah. the road. Um, so not surprised that Thunder Rosa took took the win there. Uh, it was good. Uh, Layla looked great. Um, we'll see. We'll we'll see what happens with her. I think I think she's got a good future in I, front of her. I hope so. Um, they also had the first round of the Japanese side of the tournament, uh, which they put on YouTube. Um, yeah. And, yeah. Let's talk about that. Cause as we, as we just had talked about Thunder Rosa over Layla Hirsch and hoping Layla Hirsch gets an opportunity, those opportunities can't come if you don't feature them properly. Now I, I know YouTube is a big medium. I, I get it. And I mean, you could argue because, a lot of your American viewers probably aren't as familiar with these names on the Japanese side. Sure. So maybe that's why you do it, but still at but, least but then, one of them come but on. Then how do you get them familiar with them? You yeah. put them on your TV show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, I, I, I tweeted about this on my personal account that, you know, announcing this huge women's tournament and then putting half of it on YouTube with very little promotion is very on brand. For AEW, yeah, uh, they had this women tag tournament, and I don't think any of it was on Dynamite, was it? Uh, I don't think so because I, I think the finals ended up on one of the pay per views. Okay, and I think everything else was basically on Dark. Yeah, yeah. So uh, to me, it feels like they're going through the motions, and it's just so they can toot their own horn about pushing their women's division. Um, but it does not feel genuine to me. Uh, I think if it was genuine, then they, you know, if, if you don't want to fill your entire show with it, then just stretch it out. You don't have to have the entire first round of half of the bracket in one night. Do two matches. Yeah. Do a match from the American side and a match from the Japanese side a week. Yeah. Until until you're at the finals. And you know what? What they and I, now that I think about it, what they should have done is incorporated the impact relationship into this. Because you could have had them on mm-hmm. national TV on Impact. You know, you take a couple of the the female stars that are there in Impact now and you put them in the tournament. And then you have another platform that is on TV that you could showcase them on. Much like mm-hmm. how we've been talking about um, WWE throwing some of the uh, Dusty Rhodes classic on um, what main event? Yep. So, yeah. Uh, Excalibur made the comment in commentary because he did the commentary for the, the Japanese show on Monday night, um, the Japanese bracket on Monday night, 
that uh, it's it's good for these women to have the spotlight placed on them. And I commented again on Twitter, it, it feels more like a searchlight than yeah. a spotlight. I only even knew that this was going to be airing by luck. I happened to see it. Um, it definitely wasn't promoted to the point where you had to know, where there yeah. was no way not to know. Yes. Yeah. So I, yeah I, just, I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't know how they, they turn this around. I mean, and we've given them some ideas. We've talked about it, mm-hmm, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And maybe, maybe it'll just be the opening round. Maybe going forward, we'll get them on TV, but. Maybe this week we have a uh, Serena Deeb against Riho and that, that that's it again from the American side again. <laughs> well, Riho, um, I still don't understand how she's on the American <laughs> side. Um, and we all know how hot you are for her. So I know you're excited. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, you'll be watching. Um, so, I, you know, I'm looking forward to that. I hope Riho wins. I'm a big Riho fan, especially since I've seen her in stardom. And, um, but I wish the whole thing was on their their, their Dynamite show. I, I just either take them seriously and present them as equal or or stop trying to pretend that you are. Yeah. That's like, you can't be, you can't be half in. Mm-mm. Can't have one foot in here. You gotta, you gotta make the leap and put it at the forefront if you're going to push it. If if you want it to succeed, you have to do it. Yeah. Um, Main event of the night was Moxley and Archer taking on Kenta and Omega. I did not get to see the highlights from this. What did you think about this match? Um, I really liked the first 80% of it. Um, It was a wild brawl around the ring, around the arena. Um, False count anywhere, all sorts of stuff going on. It was good. Towards the end, it got a little much for me, I think, in terms of, you know, what's believable. And um, Kenny struggled putting Archer up for his um, one-winged angel where, you know, we just saw Bianca tote Otis around. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, let's, let's try to keep things a little consistent think about the things that we've seen so um i would imagine that bianca would beat the crap out of kenny omega that's what i'm (laughs) assuming now um so but just you know a little over the top with some of the stuff hard to believe that somebody would get up from this and that but the first 80 percent of it i really liked um archer was there to take the fall i thought that was obvious from the moment that i saw this match was happening that's exactly what happened um kenta looked pretty good i'm I'm still kind of on uh, the fence waiting for him to completely wow me, but he certainly didn't look bad here. Uh, Moxley's Moxley. Uh, yeah. Uh, overall, I, I liked it overall, but it, yeah. I, I'm not going to be as nuts about it just because of who's in it the way that some people are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was AEW. Let's move over a uh, little pit stop into NXT. Cause we've got to talk about stocks. I mean, that's we'll what a wrestling to... show needs. Stonks, right? Stonks, some stonks. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's talk about Cameron Grimes. Straight to the moon, baby. Let me tell you, this is the first time I've enjoyed anything that has to do with Cameron Grimes. <laughs> I loved this. It was amazing. <laughs> Once I realized where they were going, I actually laughed out loud because the way his story was unfolding, it was kind of hard to tell where this was leading at first. He's like talking about, first of all, I love the fact that he, he just outright says, 
he he doesn't want to work all the time so he decided to play video games i also love the fact that apparently he didn't know video games existed until this moment (laughs) (laughs) he just found out that video games are a thing um but yeah the further he got into his story uh the more i liked it and i i love what they're doing with this i don't even care where it goes it doesn't need to lead to a an nxt championship reign or anything like that just let the dude be silly and fun with this and and, and build a character enjoy it build yeah. a character yeah 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 it was it, that was tremendous <laughs> the angle he's invested in gamestop and that's amazing especially <laughs> with all the stuff that's been going on um yeah i love this too it was just entertaining as hell yeah um and he is the one that would do that like i believe it yes. i believe that cameron grimes would have invested in gamestop um without knowing why you could <laughs> You could riff on, he could become like the next JBL, but in a fun way. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like kind of like an inspector gadget JBL. He yeah. did it completely by luck. Yeah. Clueless the whole time. Inspector gadget never caught anyone through skill. He always won by pure luck. And that's who Cameron Grimes is. He's, he's the uh, stonk inspector gadget. I like it. I like it. Well, let's check in with stardom. I know you got to catch up on some of that stuff. What, what went down? Uh, well, before that, let's talk about NXT UK. Oh, that's right. I'm kind of related to stardom in a way because yep. she used to be there. But Mako Satomura did make her debut in NXT UK. Uh, the final boss is officially here. Uh, here? I'm in Virginia. Um, she's not here, but she is there in the UK. I consider my home to be WWE. In she, she's arrived. Okay. She's arrived. Uh, she got a win over Isla Dawn. Um, Isla got some offense in she didn't almost win the match but it wasn't a total squash um and that i think that's okay um isla isn't setting the world on fire kayfabe with a win loss record but you know you don't want to totally kill her either but uh i mean i think it's obvious that mako's gunning for kaylee ray and that's certainly what they're what they're claiming and uh kaylee has had that belt for a really long time yeah i i don't see how you bring mako satamora in and sign her to a contract because that's what's happened. She has signed a contract. So she's not just coming in for one angle and then leaving. She isn't here just to put someone over and then go. So I don't see how you bring her in just to lose to someone who's been champion for forever. Cause if, if Mako goes down, who's left for Kaylee Ray? Yeah. I, I think the logical progression here is Mako comes in, takes it. And then, of course, you'll have like a, a rematch probably in there. Mm-hmm. But then it's probably time for Kaylee Ray to transition. Yeah, to, to do something else. And now Mako's got a whole roster full of challengers and we've got new matches and for the title. And yeah, so I think that's the way they should definitely go. Uh, she's Man, she's been wrestling for a long time. She's, uh, she's in her 40s, uh, older than we are, and uh, still going man she doesn't move like she's older than we are she she is in shape and she can go and uh she's every bit the legend that uh, she wrestled on nitro (laughs) oh wow she wrestled on nitro yeah dude yeah that's um yeah but uh she she's definitely built a career for herself so very very exciting and that was the most excited i'd ever been for an episode of nxt uk was to see mako yeah but uh yeah she is a former world of stardom champion and over in stardom this week man they're putting on a match of the year candidate every week Ooh, right now julia and starlight kid lit it up 
for the white belt, the Wonder of Stardom Championship. This is one of those title defenses where it was a foregone conclusion. There was no way Starlight Kid was winning this title. But they were so good that in the match, I started to question, maybe? Are they really (laughs) going to? That's how good this was. And it took a turn. Julia, she's part of Donna Del Mondo, and they're kind of tweeners. So when they're facing faces, they're heelish. And when they're facing heels, they're faces. And she she really went heel here and went after Starlight Kid's mask. Um, she's the only Starlight Kid is the only one in Stardom that wears a mask all the time. Uh, Queen's Quest will come to the ring wearing Joshi masks, but they'll take them off when they wrestle. She doesn't take hers off. And uh, Julia was ripping at it. And actually, after she beat Starlight Kid, uh, she pulled it off. She got the mask off, but they covered up her face. I mean, yeah, I don't know. If I go back and pause it, I might see a quick glimpse of it, actually. Um, it, it, it was really aggressive, more aggressive than anything Julia's done lately. So I, I don't know where it came from or if they're going anywhere with it. A lot of times it seems to never really go anywhere. <laughs> they, they do stuff and it never leads to anything. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I'm hoping for something for Starlight Kid. She's She's been around for a long time. She was like 13 when she first joined Stardom, and she's been wrestling wow. ever since. We don't know for sure being a mass wrestler. They don't really tell you how old they are, but, you know, guessing some, right. something like that. So she's probably around 18, 19, something like that now. And she's just getting better and better. And Kayfabe, her win-loss record has improved over the last year, and she's been building her credibility as an actual competitor. So um, I don't know, maybe, maybe they'll do something with her, something with starlight will come out of this and maybe they'll tweak her a little bit and make her a little more serious uh, when it comes to chasing titles and, and stuff like that. But man, great match and had me more than once. I, I was jumping thinking that it was a three count when it wasn't. Uh, so kudos to them for making me second guess what was an obvious outcome. Uh, that's not easy to do. We also have new goddesses of stardom champions. This is their tag team championships. Um, the, they had two back-to-back shows in, in Corican hall. And so uh, on the 13th, Julia and starlight kid was the main event. And then the next night, Valentine's day, we had the tag titles on the line as uh, Micah and Jamaica from Donna Del Mondo. Julia's Julia's unit defeated B. I almost said B. Arthur. B. Priestley. <laughs> what a match that would be. <laughs> wow. Um, defeated B. Priestley and Konami from Oedo Tai and, and took those titles. Uh, B. Priestley's without a title again. We'll see how long this lasts. Uh, <laughs> the I'm clock's not ticking. Long. Clock's ticking. Uh, I mean, the night before on the 13th, she wrestled Saya Kamitani. Sayaka Mitani has an upcoming title match with Utami Hayashishita. This is for the World of Stardom Championship. So she is essentially the number one contender. And still, they went to a time limit draw. They couldn't let Kamitani get a win over B. Priestley. Like, what is so important about B. Priestley that she can't put over the person who hasn't really won a whole lot of singles matches and needs some credibility going into this world title match on March 3rd? I don't understand why why Rossi Ogawa protects B Priestley the way he does. It really irks me. Um, so they went to a time limit draw, but so, and she actually took the fall. Uh, B took the fall in this, in this tag title match. So that really surprised me. I thought Konami was going to, if anybody 
if they were going to lose, I thought Konami would take the loss. But no, B B took the fall, and we have new champions. So we've got the big show on uh, on March third coming up, and uh, that's the I, I think it's a hair versus hair match with Tom and Julia. They're not being very clear. I don't know if they're going to shave their heads or if just cut their hair or if it's hair versus hair or if it's Tom's hair versus Julia's title, I, I can't really figure it out because they're only kind of speaking casually about it. Hmm. Um, I guess we'll figure it out when we get there. But uh, yeah, so that's coming up with uh, that match and Utami versus Sai Kamitani. And um, yeah, lots of stuff. Mayu Iwatani um, against, um, who is she against? Oh, I have to go back and look up. Big show coming up on March 3rd. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Sounds like uh Donna Delando is running things right now. Uh they yeah, they they very much are and they they are also very protected um and have been booked very strong over the last year. Interesting. Well, let's move right along into SmackDown from this past Friday and big return Seth Rollins back on SmackDown. Um I I'm I, I'm glad to have Seth back. Okay. I am. I am. I uh I like the character. Um and he's already got credibility, so it's someone else you can kind of put in that picture. And there's mm-hmm. so much going on on SmackDown. Uh so I'm glad to have him back. I like, you know, the whole addressing everyone. Everybody's like, forget this. <laughs> Walking out. Why was it. everyone out there to begin with? I don't understand what made his return so important that the whole roster was out there. Yeah, I who knows. But I like the effect it gave, though. Yeah. I like yeah. everybody walking out, and then he thinks, oh, one guy is here. Oh, he's going to, yeah, he's with me, Cesaro. Yeah, he wants to learn. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm going to leave, too. <laughs> he's got his own music back, too. Did you notice that? Oh, I did not. Yeah, he's got his own music back. I don't know if that was just to sell the idea that maybe he had changed hmm. upon his return. So we'll see if he has his old music again this week. Or if he comes back out to the the Monday Night Messiah music, uh, but yeah, that definitely caught my attention. But yeah, so um, him and Cesaro kind of jaw jacking there could be setting mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. something. Yeah, um, but yeah, glad to have him back. Uh, what about you? You like Seth? Yeah, I like Seth. He's not one of my very favorites, but I'm not I'm not one of the haters either. He suddenly has a lot. Well, you know why he has a lot of haters because he was successful. That's all it takes to yeah. get a lot of haters in the wrestling business. It's true. Uh, they support you until you make it. And then they hate you because you're a mainstream. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what happened to Seth, unfortunately. But yeah, I, I mean, he definitely has something to add to the show. It didn't feel like he'd been gone that long to me, I guess, because he hadn't really been gone that long, a couple months. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's why to me, it was kind of odd that everybody was there ringside like he's only been gone a few weeks um mickey james comes back and she doesn't get an entrance i know right what up? <laughs> she's she, she's had more title runs than he has um but yeah uh cesaro and rollins that that would definitely be something fun and good for cesaro too yes yes mm-hmm. yeah um sasha bianca t- took on nia and shana ended up winning in yeah. this uh this tag match well, let's talk about uh, Sasha and Reginald. Yeah, this started a couple weeks ago. Things a little flirty between these two. Um, I don't know. Can't blame Reginald, I guess, right? Hey, um, I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, is this, you know, we're expecting Sasha versus Bianca 
at WrestleMania. So is this a way to maybe give a heel edge to Sasha? Are they actually going to pull the trigger on a Sasha Reginald alliance? Is he, is he going to jump from the loser Carmella to the winner Sasha? Or I don't know. What do you think? I, I mean, he could end up being the, the new Sonny of WWE. Yeah. Just switching. I, I'm going to go to the best person I can. Like, and then if Bianca beats Sasha at Mania, then he's, he's with Bianca for a little, you know, following her around. Yeah. You never know. Uh, and, also, yeah. you, and also, you can't tell the difference between Reginald and Sasha. Uh, Reginald and Sonny. Ah, <laughs> I screwed that up. I screwed uh, that up. Ah. I'm clipping that and I'm sending it to Sasha so she knows what she said. <laughs> I screwed that up, man. <laughs> but yes, no, uh, Reginald and Sonny, identical. Identical. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yes, yeah, so this is interesting. I, you know, there's so many ways that this could possibly go. Something um, else I liked is that they pulled Nia down on the apron again, her poor hole. I hope this happens to her nine times. Ah, that would be, that'd be a nice little callback. It would. Honestly. Um, but let me, I want to, I do want to talk about this though, with Sasha and Bianca taking on Nia and Shayna and the whole women's tag team championship scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not like this match for that reason uh because again a champion with a random partner technically against the tag cuz i mean not that i would be upset with sasha being sasha two belts you know wouldn't care about that but again we're taking and basically trivializing these women's tag team titles and not putting the importance on them if you want to build them up that they should have mm. And that's uh, that's why I didn't really like this. I would have rather had Sasha and Bianca take on Carmella and somebody else, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah. rather than it be Nia and Shayna. Because I think their plan might be for Sasha and Bianca to be tag champions when they go at it at WrestleMania. Could be, yeah. But again, I just I don't know that I like that though. Yeah. Again, because you're you're taking because in that the the actual. SmackDown Women's Champion is the the most important one in that. Right. And once again, the tag team titles are kind of the afterthought. Yeah. So, I mean, they just did it on Raw (laughs) with with, uh, Charlotte and Asuka. So, I don't know. Yep. But, I mean, I'd really like to see, I'd really like to see Liv and Ruby get a tag title shot at WrestleMania. That's what I want. I want, I want. That I want the tag team belt, and I and this goes for the men's, the women's. I want the tag team division to be important. Yeah, I really want it to be and important. separate from singles division. Yeah, so that you yeah. can care about it. I mean, yeah. come on, you have an enormous roster of talent across your three brands. Yeah, you, you can't tell me you don't have dedicated tag teams, right? Or talent that wouldn't be interested in that. I think that's ridiculous. Even but, when, even when back in the day, like when Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage were a quote unquote team, they, they tag teamed, but not in the tag team division. Not right. once did they take on demolition. Yeah. It so, was for that special attraction against another kind of special attraction team or yeah, faction. Like, like Andre and DiBiase. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, they weren't in the tag team division. So I, I agree with you. Keep, keep the tag team divisions and the singles divisions separate. You've got enough talent to do it. Where's Bo Dallas? He's still contracted. 
Like <laughs> you've got there's so a much lot talent. of talent where it's like, where are they? Where's yeah. Andrade? Where's Bo? Yeah. Where's uh, Alistair Black? I mean, come on, yeah. you yeah. have talent that you could do something with. Yeah, so do it. Um, no reason to be mixing everybody up like that. Yeah. Um, but speaking of Liv and Ruby, um, we did have, and I believe it was Liv taking on Bailey, mm-hmm. and. A uh, pretty little mat, pretty good little match. Going kind of a scary spot there from Liv doing that kind of dive to the outside, oh. and basically planting on the damn. Yeah, uh, I, you know though, I I think that was just her selling it well and bumping well. I, I, hope I don't so. think I don't think it was a screw up. I think Liv is just great and just can can make stuff look convincing. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. It just it looked brutal. That was it just, did. That was very concerned. it did. Yeah. Um, and then kind of on cue, Billy Kay, of course, comes down to the ring to apologize <laughs> to Ruby for screwing up last week. Yeah. Um, and, of course, Ruby's like, this isn't the time, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So she throws up the, 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 uh, the resumes. And, of course, the headshots. Yeah. The headshots. And, of course, having all those headshots and stuff at ringside, very distracting. So the ref had to come over. <laughs> And get that stuff addressed. And in that time, it allowed um, uh, Bailey to get the upper hand and beat Liv Morgan. Uh, yeah. Good, good match anyway. It was. Um, and I like. I actually I like the finish because I think this is building to something. I think that mm-hmm. Billy K Bailey connection might actually be something mm-hmm. and going somewhere. Um, so I think. Uh, yeah, I, I like this. I, I like where they're going. Um, as much as I want Liv and Ruby to have a tag title shot at WrestleMania, I don't think it's going to happen. You remember last time I mentioned how Liv was a little more sympathetic towards Billy and Ruby mm-hmm. was a little angrier. Did you see the clip from this past week, the WWE.com clip of Liv and Ruby after this match? No. Okay. Not. So they were talking about how Billy had screwed things up and cost Liv the match. Ruby was talking and Liv said, well, actually you were the one who threw the headshots into the ring. And then they kind of brushed it off and went on with their day, but Mm. they're, they're hinting at something here. They're not seeing eye to eye on Billy. Liv is defending Billy. Ruby's verbally attacking Billy. So I, yeah, something's definitely happening here. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe it ends up being a Liv and Billy tag team. Yeah. And could be. And a Bailey and uh, Ruby alliance. Could be. If you're going to put, if you're going to go tag team with them. Right. But then that goes back to taking an established women's tag team and splitting them up. So to make two unestablished tag teams. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so I have no doubt that the four of them would make it great, but they, it would just be more for them to overcome. Yeah. Cause when you do that, you make it hard on the talent to take something that's established and that's over and that the audience is comfortable with and accepting of, and then to split it up and give them something kind of oddball and new it, it's tough. And you're putting that in the talent's hands to make it work and they can, but if the audience is too sentimental for what came before, they won't accept it. And there's nothing the talent can do about it. So I don't know. We'll see. 
Yeah. Uh, let's move into TakeOver and Vengeance Day uh, and what went down there. And actually, I'm going to tie it kind of in. Uh, we're gonna, we'll start with the um, Dusty Rhodes Classic Women's Tag Team Match, uh, which, of course, you had Gonzalez and Dakota Kai versus Ember Moon and Shotzi. And I thought the match was okay. And I was, you know. I, th- there was a lot of getting themselves into position for spots mm-hmm. and waiting for spots and just timing seemed off. And I don't know. It just felt like, and, and I, I, I really love three of the four and I, I don't just like Raquel. Um, so this isn't me, you know, just attacking someone that I'm not a fan of. In fact, it, it, I'm a fan of these people, all four of them, really. Um, it just, I don't know, for me, it didn't click like at the end or near the end, you know, Raquel throws Dakota over the top rope to splash Shotzi, mm-hmm. who's laying in the ring. But when Shotzi first took that bump, she was halfway across the ring and lying parallel to the ropes where Dakota and uh, and uh, Raquel were. So Raquel goes ahead and picks picks Dakota up to put her in position for this, even though Shotzi's nowhere in position for this, what was her original plan? And then Shotzi somehow manages to put herself in the exact perfect place for this spot. It was just all sorts of stuff like that that didn't make any sense to me, and it just didn't work for me. Although I called the winner, and I do think the right team won. Yes, and um, I, I do agree. Again, the match was okay, but you're right. There was a lot of setup. A lot of setup and moving. Yeah, that now that you call it out, and I think back, it's like, yeah, yeah, there really was. But what I do like and what I would love to see happen is with them being the winners of the Dusty Road Classic, I'd like to see them get a title shot against the women's tag team champions and win and put those belts on NXT for a while and see what they can do with them. Not a bad idea at all. And maybe they can build them up and make it care. And then you can also, to spice up the women's division on your main product, you bring NXT superstars onto the main shows to defend the belts. Mm-hmm. I, I think that I think that's the way the winning scenario in here. I think that's what you need to do. Personally, that's just me me fantasy booking. I think that's what I would do. Well, and they've tried taking main roster stars and putting them on the nxt shows and it might work for a week depending on who you put on um <laughs> didn't work when edge was on um but it did it did work when sasha and bailey were on so you know but it only works while they're there whereas if you take the nxt talent and put them on the main shows for an extended period of time because they're tag team champions mm-hmm. um it could get the general audience attached to them and want to mm-hmm. see more of them when they go back to NXT. So mm-hmm. yeah, why not try it? It can't hurt. Yeah. I mean, again, they're doing so fabulous with the booking of these tag team titles as it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'd hate to interfere with that. Um, right. But anyway, uh, let's move to the other dusty roads, classic final. And that was, and I always, um, well, it's the Grizzled Young Veterans versus, and I, I can never... MS, MSK. MSK. Who yes. two weeks ago, I said, used to be the Radicals, which was not true. And last week, I said they used to be the Hooligans with a Z. That that, that was not true. 
Um, <laughs> they, <laughs> they used to be the Rascals. The Rascals. With a Z. They were not the Radicals with a Z. That was just me misspeaking. They were not the Hooligans with a Z. I don't know where I got that. They used to be the Rascals with a Z. Now they're MSK. I don't know what that stands for. But now they're MSK, and they did defeat the Grizzled Young Veterans and win the Dusty Cup, as I also predicted. Yes, you did. And I will say, I loved this match. Now, I know it was a spot fest, but I was entertained as hell watching this. It's a little much for me. A little much for me. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. I know. Um, but I, it was just, I mean, 100 miles an hour from the get-go. Yeah, it was. It I was. did. I did especially love the spot. And it's and to call out a spot in this match and it for to be this one, it's going to be very jarring. I loved the kind of hot tag when he vaulted from the ropes to do it. Ah, I thought that was neat. That was something I hadn't seen before. I yeah. liked it. That I was tell you cool. what, that uh, diving doomsday device to the outside that was scary. Ooh, how no one broke their neck, I don't know. I know, Good I know, but you Lord. know what? That, that was one of the spots that I actually bought. Like, I could see that working. So I didn't have a problem with that. that. That was a cool spot, but, man, a dangerous and scary spot. Yes. Certainly, I don't know if they did that, MSK, when they were known as the Rockers with a Z. Yes, the Rockers. Yeah. You got it. Uh, <laughs> see what their name is next week. Uh, <laughs> what they used to be called. Uh, let's move to, uh, and I and I mean, seeing it online, I, I kind of have to agree. I don't know if you will, because I know how you like your matches sometimes, but Johnny Takeover's back. Um, I thought this was good. This was a good match. I did this think this was, was good. a good match. And it was. I like him as a heel. He's his his style is more grounded as a heel, and I, I'm really enjoying him as a heel. And I like the comedy flavor he's putting yeah. in the character. It's it's so well done. And Kushida, he made Kushida look like a million bucks. Yeah, and Kushida stepped up. Yes, and and finally kind of delivered on what we'd been promised when they signed him to begin with. Yeah, I agree. This was this was really good stuff. Yeah, I and like towards the end when it's that it's a submission fest, they're just trying to put each other in each one, and then Kashida goes for that what like uh, the the arm bar, knee bar. I can't remember what it what it is. His is um, one more time, and you kind of saw in Johnny's face like, "No, I'm done. Mm-hmm. We're, I, I, I'm done toying around." And then, yeah, then it was it was over. And yeah. he just took over. Um, but yeah, no, I love this match. I thought it was great. I thought yeah. this was great. Um, was and I called the winner. Ah, that you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe I agreed with you on this one. Yeah. <laughs> I know I we we split we we agreed on the women's, I believe. Yes. Uh, but the men's, I thought it would be Thatcher Thatcher yeah. and um uh Choppa. Yeah. But uh this we did agree on. Um Let's see. Going. Let's see what else we have from Vengeance Day. Oh, of course, we have a triple threat. Yes, for the women's NXT title. Yeah. Uh, Io and Tony and um, Mercedes. Mercedes. Yep. Uh, and Martinez. Martinez Mart- is what they went out for. After. <laughs> they went out for Martinez after <laughs> Martinez. Right. Mercedes, Martinez and. This was a hell of a match. It was good. This was really, really, really was good. good. 
And that uh, announce table collapsed when Tony just touched it the way I would if Amelia Clark touched me. Did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> she didn't do anything. She just touched it and the whole thing fell apart. It's kind of like, like the old videos of Michael Jackson concerts when he'd like touch a fan's hand and they pass out. Right. That's <laughs> what happened. Same thing. Uh, the look on her face was priceless, too. She was like, like well, now what? <laughs> huh. Yeah, it was great. That was a fun moment. But I no, love those no, little no. things you can't predict. I love those. These tables aren't rigged. Um, anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I love the, the, the crossbody spot uh, from EO. Mm-hmm. Um, or hell, the, the moonsault she did on top of them from, from the other. Oh, it's, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. It was yeah. incredible. This match it was, was good. Great. It was good. I, I, I'm, I'm glad EO won, not just because she's my favorite of the three, but I just I don't like title changes in triple threat matches. I like title changes in one-on-one matches. I think they're just more meaningful. So uh, I think this is the right call. And if you want to put the title on one of the other two, let's do it in a one-on-one match. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see that we had uh, the, the main event. The main event. Finn Balor, Pete Dunne, NXT Heavyweight Championship on the line. And I mean... It delivered. This was everything I wanted it to. <laughs> yes, this was exactly what I wanted. And I'll tell you what, um, Pete Dunn and the style where he hones in, especially on the fingers and the hand yeah. and manipulation, it's mesmerizing to watch that unfold in a match. It is. And it, especially in this one, it was just from bell to bell was amazing. I love his style because... You know, you hear me over and over talk about realism, and he plays it realistic. He is not a risk taker. He takes no risks. He never does something deliberately that puts himself in a situation to get hurt. He goes after the opponent, and he grinds them, and he bends them, and he folds them, and he stretches them, and he just makes them hurt until he wins. Mm -hmm. And I love it. Um, You get some of that from other people. But that's pretty much what he does. Yeah. He just stretches and will occasionally hit you um, until you can't take anymore. And isn't that really what most people would do if they were a wrestler? Uh, that That's what I would try to do if mm-hmm. I was a wrestler. Um, I certainly wouldn't be jumping off of high things because that's going to significantly decrease my chances of winning. Yeah. And increase my chances of dying. So, uh, yeah, Pete Dunn, big fan of Pete Dunn. And this this match was awesome. It was like I said, everything I wanted it to be, and maybe even more. They they wrote me in. They wrote me in. I also called this match. By the way, I went a hundred percent on Takeover. Um, wow. Uh, the, I, they convinced me that I was wrong on this one, and that Pete was going to win uh, multiple times throughout mm-hmm. this match. I thought, oh, he got it. It's over. And no, he didn't. And man, I loved it. I love being roped in. Yeah. No. This uh, easily match of the night. Yeah, not even close. Um, but yeah, wow. I, I love the storytelling of this match. Uh, hard hitting, brutal at times. Um, but then we have to go to after the match. Yeah. And of course, you got O'Reilly and Cole and um, Roderick Strong. Come down, and of course, Bobby Fish is injured, so you're not not there. But they come down to the ring, and it's kind of congratulations, blah blah blah. And then Adam Cole says, "Kiss your chin goodbye," and super kicks the living hell out of Finn Balor. Yep, <laughs> O'Reilly is like, "What's going on? Why'd you do that?" So he gets to eat some boot, 
uh, leaving Roderick Strong like, oh my God, what the parents are fighting? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> um, this is interesting. So uh, apparently, it looks like a heel turn for Adam Cole, which is good. He's so much better that yes. way. I never bought him as even a tweener. Yeah. I just don't. He just, and I'm sure in real life he's a nice guy, but man, on TV he's like Charlotte. He just he does not present as a nice person on television. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm interested to see where we go. Are we going to just get Finn Balor versus Cole? Are we going to get a triple threat with O'Reilly thrown in? Uh, who knows? Is Finn going to take over the Undisputed Era? It's a lot of merchandise you're threatening right there, too. I'm glad they're mixing it up because I, I I was over the Undisputed Era a long time ago. We needed something different, and I'm glad we're getting something different. Yeah, so I, I'm excited to see where we go with this. Uh, be interesting to see uh, tonight's NXT and see what they say about it. Um, yes, yeah, so that was uh, that was Takeover. Good show overall. I mean, yeah, I mean, thumbs up all the way around um overall was just tremendous i wish i had more thumbs i wish i had more thumbs uh but uh (laughs) let's move into raw and let's kick it off with a title change oh my goodness there's a new couple of 24 7 champions (laughs) to talk about of course uh tazawa sneaking up on r-tooth getting it and then getting just, oh my God, wrecked uh, by Damian Priest. And Bad Bunny just happened to be there. And Damian Priest is like, I don't want that championship. You take it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I want to like, retain my credibility. It's yours. Yeah. Yeah. No, you do it. <laughs> that, that, that's going to kill my career. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Bad Bunny, your new 24 7 champion. Um, you, know, you know what they have to try to make happen, right? Uh, no. Bad Bad Bunny is the performer is the performer on Saturday Night Live this weekend. Our <sighs> truth is going to be on SNL, get mainstream coverage on national TV. If our truth does not win that belt back on Saturday night, it is a missed opportunity. Come on, NBC, prove that you want this partnership with WWE to be meaningful. Prove it, because yeah, then you promote Elimination Chamber the next night. Yeah, that's yeah. If R-Truth does not win that, if, if he doesn't roll up Bad Bunny after one of his performances, and I hope it's the first of the two performances of the <laughs> night. I hope he has to come back and perform after he lost his title. Um, well, you want it in the first performance anyway because you're going to have more eyes yeah, on the show. He, yeah, everybody's going to be watching. Yeah, yeah. People are, are usually in bed by the time the second one rolls around. Once Weekend Update is over, most people yeah. are done. Um, so... Uh, I mean, I don't know that that's going to happen, but, but it, should. If I, it should, and they should do everything in their power to make that happen. Why else do it? Is he going to lose it before Saturday? God, you're right. It'd be such a missed opportunity. Come on, Lorne Michaels. Yeah. Come At on. the very least, he should have the belt with him, but yes. come on, let's go all the way. Have our truth beat him. Yeah. I think that would be tremendous. Um, other big uh, announcements. Uh, of course, it was sl- it, we were supposed to have Oscar defending her title against Lacey Evans, uh, and so we had a match on Raw, which was Lacey and um, I, look at me blanking on names because I'm exhausted. Um, 
Help me out here. Uh, <laughs> now I'm trying to remember who it was because all I'm thinking about is Lacey. Um, oh, Peyton. 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 Yep. Duh. Sorry, Peyton. Um, Peyton Royce, Lacey Evans versus Charlotte and Asuka in a tag match. Uh, Peyton started the match off and finished the match off because yep. <laughs> Lacey never tags in when the tag chance kind of comes to happen. She hops off the apron, comes down. Uh, and grabs the mic and like, you know, I'm not getting in there with you. You're not going to throw me around. I'm pregnant. Now, she never says who the father is, but they are heavily implying on TV with Rick's reaction that it's his. At the very least, we know that in kayfabe, Rick and Lacey are getting it on. Yeah, apparently, yeah. Because I mean, <laughs> otherwise, he wouldn't have reacted that way. Yeah. Um, and uh, the real story behind this is she is legitimately pregnant pregnant congratulations uh to lacey evans and uh her husband uh this is their second child mm-hmm. they already have a daughter of course the daughter has been involved in some storyline angle uh yeah. before sasha um so uh congratulations to them and as we kind of joked about before this is kind of a blessing in disguise honestly um yeah. well it could be it also could be the harbinger of doom <laughs> it could be <laughs> as i as i explored the other side and got kind of scared yeah so the match at Elimination Chamber obviously is not happening. Oscar and Lacey. Yeah, that can't happen now. Yeah. Uh, so, presumably, presumably, whatever. How, how many syllables does that word have, Tim? Uh, 1300 ish. <laughs> All right. Uh, but um, you, would, you would think they are going to replace uh, the challenger. But who do they replace it with? Now, the mm-hmm. nightmare scenario is they replace Lacey with Charlotte and Charlotte wins. Um, yeah. But hopefully that's not the case. Who would you like to see slotted in as that replacement? I think I know who it's going to be. Hmm. Edge. Well, I mean, the booking recently would point. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope, and mine's actually plausible. Okay, Rhea right. Ripley. <laughs> <laughs> of course, mine actually could happen. Um, of course, you know. I mean, honestly, that wouldn't be shocking. But I don't know if you want to keep it going with recent storylines, though. If you want it to make some sort of storyline sense, uh, I mean, obviously Charlotte would unfortunately make sense. Um, she doesn't have to win; they could do a DQ or something like that, yeah. so that they just have a match. Um, and then figure out where to go now that their plans were messed up later. Um, of course, Alexa is always a possibility, but I don't, I don't know. After the last couple of weeks, it doesn't feel like they would go that way. And it looks like they're saving her specifically for this Randy Orton fiend kind of storyline. So I don't not say she won't wrestle, but I don't think they're going to put her at the forefront of the title picture. Right it's now. not right now. Yeah, not right me, now. Me, I, I'm hoping for Oscar and Alexa at WrestleMania. That's what I want. Um, but we're not there yet. We've got two pay per views between now and then, so we got to do something between now and then. Yeah, I don't. Man, I don't know. Charlotte seems the most obvious. Um, I mean, if it's just to to get through the night, um, especially if there was no title change planned or anything like that, Peyton Royce just throw her yeah. little slot in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I do not know. They're uh, probably having, they're probably sitting around having the same conversation right now. Nope. Nope. They're going to be having it uh, 20 minutes before the match <laughs> yeah. is supposed to go on Sunday. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who's around? 
<laughs> hey, Bo Dallas is in the back. <laughs> Put a wig on that guy and get him out there. <laughs> Wait, who? Who? <laughs> Who's Mickey James? Mickey James? Who? 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 <laughs> who? God, yeah, I'd love that. Let Mickey, I mean, even if she's going to lose, that'd be a great match. Yeah, they've had great matches before, both Give on 15, uh, 20 minutes to go. It'll be. I mean, they had the that, that match not too long ago with the weird ending where the ref ended oh, yeah. it when he wasn't supposed to. And then they had a great one at uh, TakeOver, too. Yeah. They, they can, they can, they can do it. I'd be up for that. Yeah. Um, Moving on to some other stuff that has implications, of course, on Elimination Chamber. Uh, Miz came out for Miz TV, and his guest was Drew. And I, I love this little interaction. This spot was kind of cool where he just kept interrupting. He wouldn't let Drew talk. And Drew was like, if you do it one more time, you're going to regret it. And, of course, he immediately starts talking and just gets one of the most vicious headbutts I've seen in a while. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't – again – I know it's performance art. I don't know how you perform that without getting hurt because that's just head on head. Just bam. <laughs> the 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 best headbutts in the business right now belong to Julia over in Stardom because she really does it. Like you can hear the crack oh. of the heads. Yeah, and the audience reacts that way, <laughs> and so oh. do I. Like it, it's cringe inducing. I don't know how she does it without seriously hurting herself and her opponent. But yeah, you hear the thud and the crack. There's no leg slapping with Julia. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. So there's the headbutt, and then and Drew walks away, but then Miz gets on the mic and uh cuts a pretty decent promo. And I loved this angle. Says, you know what? I don't need the elimination chamber. I got this. Yeah. And I got a plan because I'm a thinker, I'm a strategizer. And so he is removing himself from the elimination chamber. Um and so he talks to Adam Pierce. He says, you know, I got a great idea. If, if, since I'm not going to do it, Morrison would be a great replacement. Uh, and uh, he takes an advisement lays, later on. They're backstage again. And, of course, the New Day's there. And they're like, well, Kofi's a former champion. Let's put him in there. So then we get a match between Miz and Kofi. Miz wins. Morrison's in. Kofi wins. He's in. Kofi picks up that victory. So he's in uh, and then also does double duty wrestling in this gauntlet match that they have to determine who's going to come in last. Um, but before we get to that, how do you feel about the Miz and Kofi thing? I love it. Um, I, Kofi immediately when he lost the WWE title was shoved back into the tag title scene mm-hmm. uh, tag division. That is mm-hmm. um, which we've heard the new day themselves complain about. And so I'm glad that he's back in the WWE title picture. I'm glad that Morrison wasn't the one because he isn't a former champion. And I liked the whole conceit of it being all former WWE champions. Sorry, Ron, that wasn't you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, um, I was really afraid Miss was going to win that match. I was afraid he was going to find some way to win that match. Yeah. I'm like, it's Black History Month, man. Come on. Um so put Kofi in there and uh, let, uh, I mean, he, he's my, yeah, he's my favorite in the match. Like I'd like him to win the whole thing. <laughs> I don't think ah. he's going to, uh, I'd be shocked if he did, but um, I would definitely be up for it. So I, I, I feel like by teasing another Kofi mania, they might be setting a lot of people up for a pretty big disappointment. Yeah um but i don't know we'll see where they go with it yeah i mean yeah who knows uh of course 
gauntlet match and because the uh, superstars involved of course we have drew uh we have aj we have kofi we have sheamus um we have um who am i missing and forgetting um i was about to say miz <laughs> uh jeff hardy right and so one more yeah because it's six um drew aj mm-hmm. jeff hardy there are three um, three heels Kofi. and three faces Seamus. I don't know, I'm missing somebody. Uh, three heels and three faces. We've got... Why am I missing this Oh, Orton, Orton. 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 Duh. Duh. Yeah. Andy Orton. Um, yeah, so gauntlet match to see who gets to come in last. And it came down at the end to Seamus and Drew... And Seamus won. Yeah. I, I was uh, mess- messaging with our friend Mark. Uh, my friend Mark. I know him better than you. You've met him once. Um, and and towards the end, when Orton was coming out, uh, I said, all right, distraction by the fiend. Orton gets countered out. And the right thing to do would be for Seamus to come in and beat Drew. And hey. It I called it. There it you happened. Go. Just like that. I, this was the right move. Yes, uh, it's a they. I've talked before about how they need Drew to be a little more vulnerable, and it's fine for him to beat three people and then lose to Sheamus. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't make him look weak. No, uh, it would make Sheamus look like crap if he lost. Yeah, I mean, it's like, why are we even having an elimination chamber? Yeah, if yeah. If, if Drew doesn't get beat in this gauntlet match, yeah, <laughs> it's like there's no point. Um. Yes, I love this. I love Sheamus picking up the victory here and being the last entrant um, for Elimination Chamber. And this this works perfectly because we're going to move into the Elimination Chamber preview. Yeah, uh, for what's coming up. So let's just we'll start with this match. Um, yep. Do you think there is any chance that Drew drops the belt? No, no. I think he wins, and then they do the singles match with Sheamus at Fastlane. Yeah, that seems like the logical play here. I just don't like someone said, it's like, well, maybe you put it on Seamus so Drew can get that win at Mania again. I was like, but it's still not in front of a crowd. So what's it matter? Yeah. <laughs> You're not really getting that moment you want. So I don't think they would see that as a big enough WrestleMania title match either. Yeah. And especially not one that you're like, well, yeah, let's do that. That'll be bigger than him and Brock. Yeah, it's yeah. not going to happen. No. So, yeah, I think Drew retains this. I think this is going to be a good match. I think with all the participants involved, I think there's definitely going to be a distraction fiend, maybe even fiend sighting. Yeah. Um, of some sort or late or um, Alexa having mm-hmm. some involvement. Um, so I'm excited for the pay-per-view this weekend. Uh, so that's the first one. We, we pretty much universally agree. Drew retaining here. Yeah. Don't see it really going any other way. Uh, let's see. Next one. I will the other elimination chamber match, of course, on SmackDown. A little bit different here. You got Ke- you got King Corbin, Kevin Owens, Cesaro, Daniel Bryan, Sami Zayn, and Jey Uso. And the winner faces Roman Reigns that night. Later, I think that immediately. Night. Maybe think immediately right I, after that. I, I think that's the implication that it's immediate title match. So 
obviously I don't think there's any way Roman is dropping the belt no matter who wins here. No. Um, so, yeah, but I think you could do a lot with who wins here. You could really mm-hmm. use this to build. Um, I don't think you do Kevin Owens. We've seen that. You know, we have. Two, but three when, times. When he, he did come back. It's almost like they continued the angle, though. Well, that's true. And that's so true. that was making me almost lean towards a Kevin Owens win here. Although I, I'd rather not do a Kevin Owens win. I'd rather it be either Daniel or Cesaro. Yes, that would be. That's what I want is mm-hmm. either Brian or Cesaro to win here. Um, By the way, I'd much rather see Edge versus Kofi than Edge versus Drew or Edge versus Roman. True. That'd We're not going to get that. No, it'd be but, a much better match. Yeah, but I think I think those two would complement each other really well. I should have yeah. said that a minute ago, but it just occurred to me, and so I, I backtracked. Okay, let's go. Let's move on. Okay, um, so I think we. I think. Uh, well, I don't know. So, what do you, what's your prediction? <sighs> Man, a face. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, this is a tough one, man. Because it, it almost doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, it doesn't really matter who wins because they're pretty much just... Uh, no. Are they going to use it as a way to continue a program into Fastlane? Um, hey, yeah, you beat me, Roman, but only because I just won an Elimination Chamber match. Let's have a match where we're both fresh. Mm-hmm. Um sh- you got the great highlight on Talking Smack with Brian and Cesaro yeah. and Paul Heyman laying some groundwork there. Yeah. <sighs> so I'm uh, I'm going to say Cesaro. Because he's beaten. I was going to say Daniel Bryan, but he's beaten Daniel Bryan twice recently. That's true. And, and I, th- I, think, I think they're going to try Cesaro and give him a shot at something. Real. I... I'm going to go the same way. I think I think okay. the same thing happens. I think Jay costs Kevin, from, keeps him from being able to win this match. Um, and then, you know, the other one's just going to kind of fall by the wayside, which sucks because I love Zane. And yeah. Corbin's getting better, especially as a I, heel. <laughs> I, I, I discovered this past weekend that I – Really, I actually preferred to see Corbin in the Elimination Chamber over Dominic in the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't uh, believe I was rooting for. I mean, he was also teaming up with Sammy, and you mm-hmm. know, I love Sammy. Um, but I couldn't believe that I was actually rooting for Corbin to win a match, <laughs> just because um, I didn't want to see Dominic in a main event. It's cold, man. It's cold. Uh, and I love Sammy, but we're not getting heel versus heel, so. That's true. Not going to get Sammy versus Roman. So let's move on. Uh, so we're both saying Cesaro. Yeah. For that one. Uh, really hope so. But we also both agree that Roman comes. He, he retains the belt. Yeah. Whether he wins the match afterwards or not. It could, they could go a DQ or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, is that what go- we're predicting? Or are we predicting who Ooh, comes guess- out with the title? Or are we predicting who wins the match? Okay, let's let's go. Let's make it complicated. Let's say who wins. I still say Roman. You still think Roman wins? Yeah, I think technically Cesaro wins. Okay, he moves on and he wins, but I think it will be by get, just getting attacked 
Yeah. You know, I think uh, Jey Uso or somebody. Yeah, yeah. Like I think the match starts. Roman thinks it's going to be easy pickings because of elimination chamber, but then Cesaro, the Swiss Superman is like, nah, <laughs> and maybe gets one on him. And then he's like, no, forget this. <laughs> yeah. And there's a screwy finish. Um, It'll be interesting. SmackDown yes. much more interesting than raw. I think. Yes. Um, so raw women's championship. We've already mentioned this. Of course, we yeah. have no idea who Oscar will be facing but I'm pretty confident saying it doesn't matter. Oscar will win and retain her title. Yeah. They could even just replace it with a, some sort of tag match. Well, that's true. Some, I mean, we don't even know. We, there's no indication as to where they're going to go. It's very possible. I mean, they have uh, not been shy about, you know, putting Oscar in the witness protection program in recent weeks anyway. So yeah. who knows? <laughs> yeah. Um, United States championship. That'll be the last match that we have confirmed. Uh, yeah. for us to talk about Bobby Lashley, the champion, uh, versus Keith Lee versus Matt Riddle. There's some talk that Keith Lee might not be in this match, really. Yeah, he wasn't on Raw. Mm. They said th- there are whispers that there's something going on with Keith Lee. Ooh. Um, but as of now, he's still officially in the match. Um, I don't know. I, um, It's hard to call. It's another hard, hard one to call. Lashley's had it for a little while. Like I say, before you just said that, that there's a question about Keith Lee being in this match, I would have said Keith Lee was winning. He would have yeah. been my prediction. Um, but yeah. Hmm. I think it could do Riddle some good. Oh, yeah. And I, I would be not be champion. upset if Riddle wins. Yeah. And especially given the for forgive the pun the just lashing he has taken over the past like three four weeks from bobby lashley yeah um having him win would be great for him because he needs he needs a good win he really does um so yeah oh man hmm yeah i yeah if keith lee doesn't end up in this match i'm gonna say riddle wins if Keith Lee is in this match, I'm going to stick with Keith Lee. I'm I'm going to say somehow Lashley, no matter what. Okay, okay, yeah. Uh, side note: congrats. I don't I don't feel overwhelmingly confident, but that's what I'm going with. Okay. Um, side note: Congratulations to Keith Lee and Mia Yim officially mm-hmm. becoming engaged. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to you two. Um, yeah, so that's our predictions for Elimination Chamber for what we know. Um, Hmm. That's the show pretty much. What what did you love? What's one thing you love this week? Um, I think I'm going to go with Cameron Grimes. The whole GameStop thing. It, <laughs> I got such a kick out of that. And again, I haven't enjoyed anything he's done up to this point, but this is perfect for him. And uh, yeah, such a great idea to take advantage of the whole GameStop story too. And what a perfect guy to do it with. So yeah, the camera grind stuff. Yeah, no, that that's a tremendous one for me. It's talking smack. Okay. It's Daniel Bryan and Cesaro and uh, Paul Heyman and that interaction on talking smack. Absolutely loved it. Um, Bryan, of course, cuts a hell of a promo pretty much on behalf of Cesaro. (laughs) In the first half yeah. of it. He's working really hard to get Cesaro over. And then Cesaro and just how they're talking about, you know, 
an opportunity and all this. And then I love how they referenced him being the Paul Heyman guy and how that didn't work. It was just so well done. I loved that. I thought talking yeah. smack was tremendous this week. Yeah. Um, like I booked it. Yes, exactly. With, with like all my, all it. my favorites, Sammy, Sasha, Brian and Cesaro. Yeah. They're my favorites in WWE. There you yeah. go. Yeah. There you go. Uh, <laughs> well, that's our show, everybody. Uh, pretty good show this week. I liked it. A lot of good we're, stuff to talk and, about. Uh, we are working on, the bonus show. Yes. It's, it's going to happen. But, the you know, evolution of kayfabe. We are working on that. We do want to get that out there. Just a lot of life going on right now. Yeah. <laughs> if power would stop going out and forcing me into hotels and if tragedies would stop occurring. Yeah. Lots of stuff going on. We're, we're, we haven't forgotten it. We're getting to it. Yes. We, we do have it hopefully in the pipeline very, very soon. We will keep you updated. Uh, keep us updated. Let us know what you like, what you don't. Uh, comment on our three count. What are your predictions for Elimination Chamber out there? What do you think is going to happen? Uh, let us know. You can find us at Plus WrestleCast on Twitter. That's P-L-U-S WrestleCast. You can find me at Timothy K. You can find Steve at Bizarro Doom. You can uh, find us on Facebook. Search for the Positively Wrestling Podcast. Uh, like share subscribe tell your friends we love the support thank you for listening and we will see you and will not see you we will talk to you next week right here on positively wrestling